If you can, open up your Bible to Psalms 100. Psalms 100. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know about you, but at Faith Conference, I come to receive. I'm just going to soak in the presence of God. Amen. Psalms 100, beginning in verse 1. It says, shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him, singing with joy. The knowledge that the Lord is God. He made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever. And his faithfulness continues to each generation. I want to talk about a, a kind of unique topic. I want to speak about worship today. But I want to speak about worshiping God with your body. In everything about us, the Bible says that the, that the true worshipers will worship in spirit and in truth. You're going to worship with everything. You have a, a spirit man, which is the one connected to God. That's the one that hears from God. You have a soul, which is your thoughts and your emotion. That's the one that is figuring things out, trying to acknowledge what it sees and, and senses in the sense realm. But at the same time, it's also deciding whether it's hearing from the spirit as well. It hears the voice of the spirit, but it also hears the voice of the natural. It hears the voice of, of your body. And then you have a body, which is, it should be your slave. One of the things about our bodies, we make, we're, our body should be our slave, but a lot of times our body becomes our master. You know, people say, you know, I can't control myself. I can't control myself in my spending. I can't control myself in my eating. I can't control myself in my addictions. And it's the body that's reigning and ruling. It's become your master. And so you have to learn to make your body your slave where you tell your body what to do, not your body telling you what to do. Your body will tell you you're hungry. Next thing you know, you're eating things that you shouldn't be eating. There are times that even the body says you're hungry when you're not even hungry and you find yourself snacking and eating. Next thing you know, your pants don't fit and you're wondering what happened. It's because you've been listening to the wrong voice. But if you tell the, your body no, no, no. I was speaking to this one person. He says, Pastor, I'm doing really good. I walked away from drugs. I walked away from that, I'm walking away from that life, but I stopped smoking. But the one thing that I've been doing is drinking and I've been having a hard time getting free from that. And I told him, if you would just start fasting, if you could fast food and tell your body no to food, you could tell your, your body no to drugs, to alcohol, to everything else. Even sexual perversion in every area, if you would just tell your body, no, that's not what we do. You're not going to control me. If you begin to take authority over your body, you'll see that you have power. The Bible says that he set you free from the curse of the law of sin and death. So you have power to tell your body, no. The Bible says there's no temptation that overtakes you that God has not already pr provided a way out. And so no matter what you're going through, no matter what your temptation is, God has given you a way out. It just, it just really, you have to decide whether you want that way out. I, I heard this one friend, she was preaching and she says, some of us have our little pets that we like to pet. And you have to understand those are things that the enemy sowed into your life. These become sexual perversions. These becomes alcohol addiction. This becomes even, even like fears and, and uh, things that, that, that there are some people that they're, they're good in every other area, but they, 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 they struggle with what other people think about them. 
All those things are not, you're not supposed to be under control of any of those things. God wants you to be free. Free to serve the Lord, amen? And so your body, when you worship God with your body, you're sur submitting your body to worship the Lord. You're surrendering your body to worship God. Whether you feel or don't feel like it, you're doing it because you are making the declaration, body, you're going to worship God. There are times when church service begins, I don't feel like worshiping. I'd rather be in the back drinking coffee, doing something else. But I know it's time to worship the Lord. I know it's time to get before God. I know it's time to spend time with the Lord. And so because of that, I come and I surrender my body and I yield my body. My will becomes stronger than what my body's telling me to do. Many of you on, you know, on Wednesday night, a lot of people on Wednesday night, they struggle coming to church because they're tired from the day. They're thinking, oh, you know, I love going to church, but, you know, I just, I, I just feel like staying home and relaxing. When, when their spirit man says, let's go to church, it was so good on Sunday, it was so good during the week, we need to give God glory. But then, then your body says, no, stay home, be babied. And then you have to decide whether you're going to make it to church or be babied. And stay at home. People come to church. I've never, I've never met someone who come to church and say, man, I just regret coming to church. It was just, I should have stayed at home. Especially when the presence of God is here. God rewards us, amen. And so you got be, to become a master of your own body, amen. And I want to just talk about the different aspects of worshiping God with your body, amen. First one, in Genesis chapter 24, just go and write these scriptures down. I'm going to read them to you. Genesis chapter 24, beginning in verse 26, it says, The man bowed low and worshiped the Lord. Praise the Lord, the God of my master Abraham. He said, The Lord has shown unfailing love and faithfulness to my master, for he has led me straight to my master's relatives. This was the servant of Abraham. Abraham was looking for a... a, a wife for his son Isaac and so he sent his servant to go find that wife and in those days many times it was out of the same family you would find your wife and so Abraham had been separated because he had left his family and so his servant came and he ended up finding the the perfect wife for Isaac God brought him exactly to the woman that Isaac was supposed to marry and so the word of God says that he bowed he bowed. One of the ways that we worship God with our body is bowing. Just bowing our head. Amen. And when we bow, when we bow, we are honoring and respect. We're giving honor and respect to God. Amen. So when we bow our head, there's times that we might meet someone we might bow because we're giving honor and respect. There are a lot of times when I go into new nations, one of the first people I meet, usually it's the ministers. I shake their hand, but I bow. I bow because I'm giving honor and respect. I'm not worshiping them. I'm bowing to them, giving them honor and respect, acknowledging who they are, thanking God for their life. But we are supposed to worship God by bowing to the Lord, by bowing to the Lord. Amen? And so when we bow, we give God honor and respect. Amen? Hallelujah. Another way that, that, uh, that we worship God with our body is found in Psalms 134. In Psalms 134, verse 2, it says, Oh, praise the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, you who serve at night and in the house of the Lord. 
lift your hands towards the sanctuary and praise the Lord. May the Lord who made heaven and earth bless you from Jerusalem. Lifting up your hands is another form of worship unto God. We worship God with our hands. Amen. Everyone lift up your hands high like this. Woo, all, you guys are equipped for it. Amen. You, so when you lift up your hands, when you lift up your hands, you are giving blessings and receiving blessings. So when I go into church and I lift up my hands high to God, and it might be during praise and worship or during time of prayer, whether it's in church, at home, there are times that I'm lifting up my hands and I'm blessing God. Lord, I bless your name. You are worthy of all the praise. I love you, God. You are awesome. You are mighty. But then the Lord begins to minister to you. As the praises go up, the blessings come down. The glory of God is revealed when we worship the Lord. And so we might have our hands up and we're blessing God, but then God begins to bless us with his presence. And next thing you know, you feel a weight of his glory upon your life. And then your life is being changed in his presence. You're beginning to thank God. God starts speaking to your heart about things that he, that he wants to do in your life or things he wants to do through you or just speaking to you about who he is. But you're beginning to develop relationship by lifting up your hands, blessing your God and receiving blessing to him, blessing from him. When I was a youth pastor, I would, I would, uh, I would want the, the youth to worship. I didn't have a praise and worship team. So, you know, I didn't have anybody. I would lead praise and worship. I would greet people at the door. I'd make the flyers. I'd do everything. They would come in. I'd be the sound man, be the light man. We'd, we'd start praise and worship, and I'm leading praise and worship. Just me and a soundtrack or me and, my, and, my, and, and just, just singing away. Amen. And then, and then uh, I would see the, worst, the, the, the teens and they'd just be looking around. One time we had, we had some people worshiping and uh, leading for me and I'm watching the, the teens and they're just looking around. They're talking. They're, they're messing around in the back. And man, I got this righteous indignation going inside me. And I went up to the, to the altar that day, and, and I just let them have it. I said, you guys need to worship God. You all need to respect God. God's presence wants to come and fill this place. You need to learn how to know God. And I just went into them, and their eyes got really big. My worship, my, my, my youth was a little different. When, when I started the youth group, all the Christian kids left. And all the gang kids started showing up. If you ever meet someone in the, in the, someone uh, here at church that used to be in my youth group, watch them. They used to be gang members, okay? Just keep it on. <laughs> I remember I had this one guy. He, first time he came in, he, he came in, you know, just as rough as can be. But he, he stood in the very back just watching me. And as I began to share the word of God, the love of God came upon him. I mean, he was being so touched by God. And there were some kids that were talking in the front row. And when he saw, he was in the back row, he, he, he jumped up and he screamed, Hey, you better shut up. I'm going to get you. I mean, they got quiet real quick, you know. <laughs> They're the best ushers. I'm telling you, I love those guys. And they loved to worship God. They were so good. But, but at the time, they didn't know, so they were just doing their thing. They thought it was just a waste of time. And I laid into them. I tried to. And, and then afterward, the Lord told me, he said, hey, 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 aren't you a faith man? I said, yes, God. He said, listen, if you want to see them worship me, 
Use your faith. Next service, the same thing. They just ignored worship. They're just playing around. I wind up there. Man, you guys are the greatest worshipers. I love, I mean, how God is just using you. It is so beautiful to be here today. Man, you guys, God loves you guys so much. And of course, they're looking at me like, where were you? But the next service, come worship time, I would see like one person. And then a few others would join in with their hands like this. And then the next service, one hand in the air, couple words singing. And then next service, I would see both hands in the air, worshiping God. And the next thing you know, the whole room was full of worshipers because we started using our faith for them to receive. And so as they begin to lift up their hands in worship, they begin to bless God and thank God for what he's doing in their life, but then God began to bless them. At first, it might be a struggle to get the hands up, but once the hand gets up, then God could bless the hands. Then they don't want to bring their hands down. I loved seeing people when they first come to church. They come to church first time, never been into a church like, like ours. Some of them have been to other churches that are, that are more traditional. And so lifting up hands is like, you just don't do that. You just don't do that. You know, I heard this one guy, uh, this one old minister, he used to be a Baptist minister, but then he got filled with the Holy Spirit. He says, the Baptists, when the, when the lights go down, the hands go up. They don't, they, they don't know how to worship in the open. Amen. Some people, they say, well, pastor, why don't you dim the lights when we worship God? Why should we be in darkness to worship God? If you need darkness to worship God, maybe there's something wrong with you. Amen. Well, I just don't want, I, I want to worship. I don't want anybody to see me. Come on now. It's time to get out of the darkness and into the light. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And so when we lift up our hands to God, we are, we are worshiping him. We are blessing God. And then we're receiving blessings from the Lord. Everyone lift up your hands to heaven and just say, I, I bless you, Lord Jesus. I give you all the praise and I give you all the glory. I love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Keep your hands up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now look at me. How many sense the presence of God just come down upon you? Isn't that beautiful? See, you have to understand God's not keeping his presence away from you. He's just waiting for you to reach out to him. And so when we lift up our hands, it's an act of faith. Amen. You can put your hands down if you want, or you can leave them up if you want. It doesn't matter. It's unto the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. And so when we lift up our hands, we are giving blessings to God and we're receiving blessings. There are times that we might put our hands like this. When our hands are like this, we are just receiving from God. There are times I might start off like this, but then I find myself like this because I've just gotten so saturated with the presence of the Lord. I'm just receiving more. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And so I'm, I'm worshiping God with my body. Amen. If you can go to, um, let's go to Psalms 47. In Psalms 47, verse 1, it says, Come, everyone, clap your hands, shout to God with joyful praise. For the Lord Most High is awesome. He is the great King of all the earth. 
So the next way of worshiping God with your body is clapping. Let's hear a good, let's give Jesus a big hand. Amen. Hallelujah. Now I'm just teaching you culture right now. Some of you have come to this church thinking, this is so weird. Why are they always clapping? Why are they, they singing songs and clapping with the praise? You know, it's very, it's very difficult to, to praise God in South Texas. And the reason why I say that is because when you go to the early morning service, the Spanish church, they will, they will clap on the up. The Spanish culture always claps on the up. So the music will be going, dun, 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 dun. You normally be, bum, 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 bum. But in Spanish culture, it's, bum, bum. It's always on the up. It's always on the up. And so you think you're clapping to the beat, and then you look to your right, and there's Marty clapping on the offbeat. And so... Uh, Worship leaders, isn't that true? Even tonight, I, sat, I, I started clapping on beat, and my friend here was clapping off beat. I'm thinking, come on now. This is English turn. We got to get on beat now. But it's just the, the Spanish culture is used to the up. They, 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 it's off beat clapping. And, and, and so praise and worship is kind of unique here, you know. You don't know what, you're trying to rhythm. Trying to get it going, amen. <laughs> but but clapping is what clapping is. It's actually a, a form of a victory. It's victory and praise unto God. And so when when the King of Glory comes in, we clap. Yes, that's my God. That's my Savior. It's a way of giving God victory. It's a way of declaring His victory. It's a way of declaring that He's King. He's the King of Glory. Amen. And so when we clap our hands, like the Word of God says, we are recognizing the kingship and the victory that we have through Jesus Christ. Amen. So it's victory and praise because of who Jesus is, because He's our Lord, He's our Savior, He's our Deliverer. Amen. We're not defeated, we're more than conquerors. It's very difficult to be sad and clapping. You start clapping, and, and it's like, you know, there's a celebration that comes. You know, it might even be something beautiful, but you start clapping because you're celebrating something. When you clap, you're celebrating the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen? And so we worship God with our, with our claps. We worship God with our body through our clapping. Amen? Let's give Jesus a, a, clap, a clap offering. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Some people are like, wow, now it makes sense, Pastor. This is probably the only time you're going to hear this being preached from the pulpits. It's just nobody preaches this stuff anymore. And uh, the next scripture I want you to go, go with me to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3, beginning in verse 14. It says, for this reason I bow my knees... To the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he might grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. And so the fourth way that we worship God with our body is through bowing and kneeling, bowing and kneeling. Bowing is not just the bow of the head. It, bowing is all the way bowing down. And kneeling is also get, is getting on our knees. It's getting low, getting low before God. And what we do when we bow, when we bow we are, or kneeling, we're honoring the king. 
we recognize the king of glory has come in. Over and over in the word of God, when the presence of the Lord comes in, people just fell down, they bowed, they kneeled. And so it's a recognition of the very presence of God coming into the room, is bowing and kneeling. That's why when we go into God, go to God in prayer, one of the, the great representations of prayer is getting on your knees. It's a humbling of yourself, just like it, we've all seen movies where people have approached a, a king in this world to ask them of something. They don't come in there with their head up high, very prideful, looking at the king as if he's nothing. They come in there very reverent. They come down, they, go, they enter into the, the king's presence with their, their, their bowing down, bowing down. And then once they get before him, they kneel down. They kneel down. They get low. They, they're, they're submitting themselves to the king. And so when we bow and we kneel, we're recognizing the king, Jesus. Not just the savior or the Lord, but we're recognizing the kingship of Jesus. And so when we go in our, our, at, in, in our attitude of prayer and we get on our knees, we are humbling ourselves and getting underneath the, the, the presence of God, the presence of the Lord, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We are approaching the King. We're, at, we're going there as a way of, as a way of humbling ourselves so that when we ask things, we're not asking things out of pride. We're asking things out of humility. Amen. Amen. Some people, they, 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 they get this uh, attitude that they don't need to humble themselves. That now that they're saved, they, they look at grace as something that they deserve. We, none of us deserved it. But God gave it to us because he loves us. We deserve the cross. We didn't deserve the resurrected life, but God loved us so much that he gave us the resurrected life. And so we, when we kneel down before God, it's an attitude of thankfulness for what the king has done for us. And reverence and glory, amen? And so we bow our knee to the Lord God, Amen? I thank God all the time for just being able to just get on my knees before him and pray. There's something about getting on your knees that just, it changes the whole atmosphere. Even, even, even when you're in church and everybody is standing up and one person gets on their knees, you see that and you're thinking, man, I should get on my knees too. Not because of what they're doing, but because you see that they are honoring the king. Amen. And so one of the ways that we worship God is getting on our knees, bowing and getting on, on our knees, amen? Hallelujah. In 2 Chronicles chapter 7, 2 Chronicles chapter 7, beginning in verse 1, it says, When Solomon finished praying, fire flashed down from heaven and burned up the burnt offerings and sacrifices and the glorious presence of the Lord filled the temple the priest could not enter the temple of the Lord because the glorious presence of the Lord filled it when all the people of Israel saw the fire coming down and the glorious presence of the Lord filling the temple they fell face down on the ground and worshiped and praised the Lord saying he is good his faithful love endures forever and so the fifth way of worshiping God with our body is complete surrender. It's prostrating. It's called prostrating. That's where you get on your face before God. That's where you just surrender to God. You get on your face and you surrender to God because his presence comes and fills the, the temple. Amen. And the very thing that happens is not only do they, 
not only do you surrender to God's presence, but that's complete surrender. This is even higher than bowing down or kneeling down. It's complete surrender, getting on your face and just, just putting your, your life in, in the, just surrendering everything to God, prostrating yourself before God, uh, an act of complete humility, an act of complete humility. Nothing about me. It's all about you. I prostrate myself before you to worship you with my body, my everything. I'm giving you everything. I prostrate myself before you. The presence of God and the glory of God demands that sacrifice. When the presence of God fills the temple, the glory of God comes in so strong that people can't stand up. Glory is, you could touch glory. See, that the, the Bible says that the glory of the Lord will, will cover the earth as the water covers the sea. Why glory? Why didn't it just say his presence? Why didn't it just say his miracles? Why didn't it just say his signs and wonders or, or his love? Because glory can be touched by the flesh. When the glory of God comes, your physical body can, see, can, can experience it. Some of you have, have only experienced Holy Ghost goosebumps, and that's glory. Some of you have been touched by God where you could not stand. That's glory. Some of you have had a miracle where your body changed. That's glory. Some of you have been praising God and worshiping God that you, literally your hands felt like a weight upon them. That's glory. When the fullness of God's presence comes, it causes us not to even be able to walk. We, get, we, get, we prostrate ourselves before God. That's what happened when the presence of God came into the temple. They prostrated themselves. To tell you the truth, they didn't prostrate themselves. The glory of God brought them down. One of my first times preaching in Europe, I was preaching in a, in, in a church in Birmingham, England, Birmingham, England. There was a little health center. They had a very old place. And there was a back room. And there was 200 people in there. And I got on the altar... And I began to talk about the glory of God. And when I began to speak about the Father, the glory of God came in like a mighty wave. Uh, this is the only time this has happened to me. I fell on my face and everybody fell on their face. I didn't, I didn't just go down. I fell. Everybody sitting in their chair all fell down on their face. Nobody could even lift up their head because the weight of glory was so strong. And all, all I could hear, I had my eyes tightly closed because I couldn't even open my eyes because the glory was so thick. It was so heavy. I had never been in an atmosphere like that. I found myself just crying and weeping and, and praising God because the glory of God was more than anything, anybody could comprehend. For 20 minutes, we cried out to God. 200 people on their faces. All I hear was voices of glory. Everybody was on the floor. I, I wasn't even the one that started. It started on the very back and they just, they just began to fall. And then when it hit me, I was prostrate. Crying out. Matter of fact, tonight I'm going to find the video because in the middle of that, in the middle of that, I said, this is so amazing. I don't, I don't want to ever forget this. And I have my phone, and I, and I press record real quick. So it's, it's just black, but, but you hear everybody crying to God. I'm going to put it on Facebook later on tonight. Something happens when we just...
prostrate ourselves before God. There are times that the Holy Spirit will just take you down, but there's times that you could just prostrate yourself before God. Just get on your face and stay there for a while. But pastor, I don't feel like worshiping. Tell your body what to do. Don't let your body tell you what to do. Tell your body what to do. We, you know, before Jesus comes back, the church has to take back the territory of their own body. We're taking back this territory. This body belongs to the Lord. I surrendered everything to God. My body, my future, my life. Everything has to realign itself back to God. The world doesn't understand it. The world thinks, well, you could just feel this way. You could do this. It's okay to do. No. The word of God is what leads us. The king says no. There's some things that are holy and righteous unto God, and there's some things that don't belong in the kingdom of heaven. Amen. And so God is going to give us victory. But if we can't surrender our body to worship the Lord, how can we expect God to, surrender, to, to deliver us of any addictions that we might have? Any things that are out of order. Amen. And so as we begin to surrender God to worship with our body, you know, a lot of us, we, we worship God with our money. That's wonderful. There's some of us that we worship God with our song. That's great. We worship God by reading the Bible. That's wonderful. But when was the last time we just said, Lord, I'm just going to worship you with everything I got. Spirit, soul, and body. And just surrender unto your glory. Surrender unto you. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you want 2018 you want to surrender completely to God and worship God with everything you got. And, allow, and the Spirit of God let you, take you, let you go there. Amen? Hallelujah. And so we're going to do that. We're going to surrender to God. Tonight is, tonight is a night of practice. Amen? How, how many of you want the Spirit of God just to take over and you just, like literally the Holy Ghost just takes you there. It's like, man, I want, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start worshiping God because the Holy Spirit is the one that's leading me there. You, you do? We'll, we'll, see, we'll, see how, we'll see how anxious you are in just a little bit. Amen? Hey, faith without works is dead. I'm, I'm, I'm setting you up. I'm setting you up for, the, for the, last, the last way to worship God with your body. Are you all ready for that? Okay. Praise God. We'll see. Amen. Hallelujah. Go with me to Psalms 149. Praise and worship, you all need to get ready. You go and get, get on the, the, the instruments. Psalms 149, beginning verse 1, it says, Praise the Lord, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing his praises in the assembly of the faithful. O Israel, rejoice in your maker, O people of Jerusalem, exalt in your king. Praise his name with Dancing, accompanied by tambourine and harp, for the Lord, the Lord delights in his people. He crowns the humble with victory. Let the faithful rejoice that he honors them. Let them sing for joy as they lie on their beds. The, this past uh, New Year's Eve, wasn't it an awesome New Year's Eve service? There's just such an anointing that came upon the place. We were worshiping God. We were receiving from the Lord. How many of you guys went to bed just under the anointing of God? Like you could just still feel God's presence. It was so beautiful there. 
Hallelujah. And, you know, we got to a time of just dancing because the glory of God was so good. You know, I've learned, and this is a secret of prayer. I've learned when you pray, don't stop praying till joy breaks out. There's a lot of times we got things going on in our life and we need to hear from God. So we, we go before God in prayer and we say, Father, help us. And we cast our cares upon the Lord and we ask him for the things we need. And then we get up and we go. But don't get up and go just yet. Let God stir up joy inside your heart. Your prayers should lead to praise. Your prayers should be like a pathway to the very presence of God, casting your cares upon the Lord. And then hearing from God saying, whatever you ask, it is done. And once the father says it's done, now joy breaks out. Amen. Amen. Some of you have gone to your employers employers, and asked them for raises. You might have gone in there very sensitive. Hey, uh, you know, I've been working for a while. You know, my my work has been pretty good, you know, and uh, and, uh, I I just wanted to ask for, for a raise. And, it, and that, the employer looks at you and says, all right, you've been doing great. I give you, I grant you that request. You don't walk out of there, well, I'm so sorry about that. Thank you, but, you know, I, no, you walk out of there, yeah, thank you very much. That's wonderful. I can't wait. Yo, you made a good decision. I'm a good employee. You're going to see. I'm going to be a blessing to this company. You walk out of there in celebration because you received what you asked for. That's what happens when we pray. When we pray before God and we cast our cares and we make our requests known before God and we spend time in his presence, his spirit will confirm that God heard you. The word of God says that if you have confidence that he heard you, that you have the request that you asked for. So when you have that confidence that God heard you, joy begins to break out. But it's a spiritual joy. It's not something that you, you know, that you have to, to try to work out. You're just in his presence. And when the joy breaks out, you know God heard you. You know it's done. You know you reached heaven. You know you made your petition. No, you know your faith is solidified in the presence of God. That's, t- that's why at times I might be on my face worshiping God, praising God, and then I begin to pray, and then joy begins to break out. And then I might find myself from being prostrate on my face to joy breaking out. Next thing you know, I'm dancing. I'm moving around. I'm just giving God praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You're so good, God. Hallelujah. And I find myself, I look around the room, make sure I don't break anything. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I find myself walking around. I find myself dancing in place. I find myself doing things I would not do out in the normal because that's not me. But it's because joy that's so, the joy of the Lord becomes my strength. I find myself dancing, and I could be dancing for hours. I start making up songs, singing a new song to God. I just get lost with God, and I don't care what you think. Because it's between me and God. Hallelujah. Dancing is like the ultimate form of victory. The funny thing is, you all know that. You go to the, the world and they say, man, you got to get rid of your problems. Just go out. Let's go party. Let's go dancing. And then, and then the world will go out. They'll dance. The music will go. They just kind of get lost in the music. Next thing you know, the spirit of the devil's moving them. Amen. You tell them, man, I just got caught up in the music. That's the spirit of the world. They're dancing to their, their, their own gods. Listen to the music. Listen to the lyrics. And the lyrics that they're speaking, speaking about things of perversion and brokenness, uh, uh, adultery, you name it. 
And they're dancing. They surrender to that God. And they're dancing. Oh, man, I feel so good. I'm just losing it in here. I'm dancing. What are you doing? They're worshiping the devil. That's all they're doing on the dance floor. But then we come to church and we say, oh, we got to be nice and proper. No dancing. What? Well, pastor, why don't they dance in church? Because you haven't started. Someone says, well, 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 pastor, you know, what would you think if I start dancing? I would be thinking I should be dancing too if you're good. <laughs> Abby's going to start dancing tonight. <laughs> you know what I did? I, I, you know, I was, I was, especially when I began the ministry, I was, I was maybe like 30, 40 pounds overweight. And I hated it because I had, you know, I used to be an athlete and play and I was always, always in shape. But it's like, you know, when I gave my life to God, Jesus, I became a full gospel minister. And I had so much weight on me and I, I hated it. And the moment prayer is, God, help me to lose this weight. And then, you know what I started doing? I started making vows. I said, God. You help me lose weight, I'm going to dance for you. And as God started taking off the weight, I started dancing for the Lord. I made a commitment in 2017 that Carlos Carly was not going to outdance me. Every time I see Carlos dancing, I say, oh, I'm dancing better than him. I'm going, to I'm going to show my moves. If he's dancing, I'm dancing. I made that commitment. If he's dancing, I'm dancing. 2018, I'm going to outdance you, Carlos. You, you better work on your conditioning because I'm working on mine. And I just started worshiping God, dancing before the Lord, just getting lost before God. This one man who, who got saved, he used to dance all the time in the world, and he got saved. And he says, I never stopped dancing. I just changed the dance floor. You go into Africa and some of the places I go, you go to, a, 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 you go to a Apostle Masili's church and you see they just dance and they dance and they dance. Go, when I go to Mombasa, the one church in Mombasa, they have so many people. I mean, there's like 5,000 people. They'll dance for three hours before church even begins. And it's the, the weather is like the valley and there's no air conditioning. And they come dressed up in suits and tie, and, you know, it's covered with sweat, but they're dancing unto the Lord, and they're happy, and they wait, and they wait upon God. Hallelujah. And they get miracles, and they get signs and wonders. They get blessing. No spirit of depression. Listen, if you're dealing with depression, you need to start dancing. You need to start dancing before the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. That's why one of the things I've been telling the worship team, they've been working on the new songs because you got to start moving. I go to I go to I go to Africa and they got I mean I walk in and the beats already going. Boom, boom, boom. I walk in. Boom, boom, boom. I mean it's, I'm moving. I'm ready to dance before God. I learned I've, I've kind of learned you know these Africans they got their bodies could do stuff that we can't. I'm telling you when they start going dancing they you know I'm the preacher so they always try to grab me and throw me in the front. Amen. And I'm always there like yeah. <laughs> I'm always that. I'm always that, right? At least I'm trying, right? But the rhythms start moving them, and it's all praise unto God. We need to dance more in the church, amen? 
People come to church. Ah, that church is weird. They dance. I want to be that church. I want to be that church. Because it's not unto, you, unto me or to you. It's unto God. And so when we're dancing, we're, we're dancing, but we're dancing with the Holy Ghost. It's the ultimate form of victory. When you could dance, when the devil tells you, oh, you're going to die. Oh, you're not going to make it. Oh, you're going to fail. Your, your bills are not going to be paid. Your body is not going to be healed. And you start dancing, the devil says, what, what, what are you doing? What you, why, why are you dancing? You should be in misery. No, no, devil, I'm dancing. I'm dancing before my God. Amen. They tried to stop David when the, when the Ark of the Covenant was coming in. Not only did David dance before the Ark, David began to strip. He began to take off his clothes. He's just dancing in his underwear. And everybody's watching him, but he's doing it unto God. His wife said, look at you. You're a fool dancing in front of the people. He says, I'll be even more undignified than this. I'm not doing it unto the people. I'm doing it before God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We're going to see how, how good you are surrendering to God with your body. Amen. Worshiping God with your body. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say this after me. My body belongs to the Lord. I will worship God. I will praise God with my words, with my thoughts, and with my body. I'm not afraid to move to dance and to worship God. I'll get on my face. I'll get on my feet. I'll dance and I'll jump. It's all to the Lord. This body belongs to God. Rocks will not praise God for me. I will praise God in Jesus name. In Jesus name. Come on now. Stand up on your feet.